if you are new here welcome to sonographers in the cities and if you have listened to us welcome back this is another episode and i'm lynn i'm giselle thank you so much for tuning in um if wherever you're listening to this podcast or watching please subscribe set your notifications rate us on apple Podcasts if you can Yes, you guys, we love to hear from you guys. So uh, we've been doing this for quite some time now. We've been having fun. And today we have a new episode with another student who I'm super excited to have on here. She's been part of our community and she is very active in it. She has a background in the healthcare field and she's actually the only one we really know that's in South Dakota. So we have Grace here. Yes. Hi, I'm Grace. As Giselle said, I'm from South Dakota, which is, yes, people actually live here. It's kind of unheard of. People say that all the time. It's kind of funny. As Giselle said, I'm a student. So I am in, currently it's my first year still technically. And I am in the DMS program. So I'm going into general and OB and all that stuff. Um, I go to Southeast Technical College, which is the only ultrasound school in South Dakota that's accredited. So (laughs) then there's not really many other options around here for ultrasound. So that's really the only one I had, unless I wanted to move across the United States, but I didn't really want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we're so excited to have you on the podcast. Yes. And thank uh, you for having me. Yeah. She, uh, if you guys didn't know, Grace does, uh, she's in our Discord community and she comes to all of the Zoom hangouts. So we do thank hang you. out once a month and she's always there. She, and it's a great time to just hang out and talk to other students. And sometimes we play Animal Crossing. So that's, yeah. Fun too. I haven't been lately because of school, but. <laughs> right. But yeah, we definitely uh, do enjoy having you part of the community. So we are excited to have you talk about your experiences as a sonography student. So Lynn has a few questions for you to start off this episode. So uh, Giselle said that you have a background in health sciences. Uh, So what made you choose sonography? Well, okay, technically not like health sciences, but I have been working in the medical field for almost two years now I actually just put in my two weeks yesterday because I'm a full-time student and it was a lot so but I work at a I did work at a local hospital on the surgical trauma floor as a patient care tech so essentially it's like the same job as a CNA so I would help the nurses and I saw a lot on surgical trauma it's a lot to take in but it gave me a lot of experience I think that's one of the main reasons I got into my program too because it was on my resume and they asked me questions about it and I was able to answer because I had actual patient experience and interaction which was nice so it's definitely a good way to get your foot in the door for sure I loved that job I just had to quit because of school but if I didn't have to I would still be there for sure so I saw that uh she used to always post about um her like experiences and her having that really does help you get into your program so that's really nice that you have Mm -hmm. you've been able to see it and you know a lot about the healthcare yeah what's even nice is like even when I was at work sometimes there would be like sonography 
like sonographers running around the hospital and I'd be able to like see them in there's one time I got to watch an upper venous ultrasound because I had nothing else to do and I was like I'm in school for this I'm gonna watch this and the sonographer is really nice and she let me watch so there's been times where I've gotten to see even that stuff and talk to sonographers around the hospital they're like oh what do you go to southeast tech because like everyone goes there for ultrasound so yeah, that's really nice to get experience that way too. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so your program, is it a two-year program? And what degrees are you trying to work for? Or is it a certificate program? Yeah, so it is a two-year program. But technically for me, it's three years because I had a year of prereqs and then I got in. So I started in fall of 2021 and I'm still first year, but it is two years So I'll graduate with my associates and then here soon after this semester, I'm taking my SPI and then (laughs) I'm nervous for that one. (laughs) And then um, after my clinicals, I plan on taking abdomen and OBGYN and being registered diagnostic medical sonographer. So yes, I will have my associate's degree. That's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, the SBI is definitely a, a, a big step into becoming a sonographer. Yeah. And one thing I did want to mention is the other day on Zoom, all the people were saying that their physics was in two semesters and like they had one semester of like the basics and then like more of like hemodynamics and stuff. My school likes to fit it all in the one semester. So we go over the green book in one semester. <laughs> Wow. Actually, yeah. So it's really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I'm also in abdominal sonography right now. So we're learning a lot of pathology along with physics. So it's a lot, but I really like it. So I mean, it's worth it. I actually did physics just in one semester too. Yeah, I don't know how common that is. I was actually talking to my instructor about it today. She said, people do it in two semesters. I was like, yeah, a lot of schools actually do it in two semesters. That's my school. They broke it down with the basics. And then the second uh, quarter, it's just hemodynamics and Mm -hmm. Doppler. Um, That sounds intense. Yeah, it definitely is. And that's why they have such a rigorous, like, interview process. And you have to basically have a 4.0 to get in. Like, I had a 4.0 during all my prereqs. And just really have to nail that interview to even be able to get in because they only accept 20 people and I want to say for my year they interviewed around 40 so it's like a 50 50 thing so it's yeah (laughs) kind of so it's safe to say that the program is really competitive yes it is very competitive especially because it's the only one in the state (laughs) so a lot of people travel I know people from across South Dakota that um, live over there that traveled here and live here just to go to the ultrasound school so that's so interesting mm-hmm. like coming from I mean I'm in New York so everywhere is concentrated <laughs> and it's you go by train and then I've yeah. I've never been to South Dakota I want it's, to I know as you say like it's like probably in the middle of nowhere but I, like I think it would be nice to drive through South Dakota don't you think so just yeah now? it is pretty I mean, the Mount, like we have Mount Rushmore, so I guess that's a thing. But other than that, like, I mean, some of the scenery, like the Black Hills is really pretty up by Rapid City. So I live like over here and Rapid City is like all the way over there. So it's like the furthest city away from me. But that place is really pretty. 
um, I live in Sioux Falls, so it's the biggest city in South Dakota, but still compared to like New York or Las Vegas, it's very tiny. So I would say, our, oh my gosh, population is probably like 300, 400,000, like not very many people oh, wow. compared to big cities, but. So you said your program is really competitive. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know if they have a wait list? And it's not really. I think the cardiac and vascular may have a wait list of some sort because they don't do as much of the interview process as the DMS program does. But you know, it's not as much of a wait list. But if you don't get in, like I know people who got an interview got interviewed and then they didn't get in so they can apply the year following and try again and get an interview so it's more of a just kind of like wait and see there's not a really like just one list of people waiting I guess so then they have alt they have alternates so if like someone were to drop out before the program starts then they can like email someone and say hey someone dropped out there's a spot open for you so that's really cool so uh from what you said your program has the general and or abdomen and OBGYN track and then there's an echo and vascular track yep so we have three main roads you can go down I guess you Mm -hmm. could say so I chose general but there's tons of other I want to say there's like 25 cardiac first years and there's not a lot of vascular vascular is the least popular here but we do learn quite a bit of vascular, not enough to take our registry and sit for it, but enough to where after I graduate, I could get cross-trained and then probably sit for my board shortly after. So That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So you can basically end of your program, you can sit for our DMS and RVT? I or any I mean I don't know <laughs> I'll probably really. I'm just probably gonna focus on abdomen and OB, but we do two classes in summer I have a peripheral vascular one and then in the fall I have peripheral vascular two so we do like go into detail about the extremities and vascular so so how has classes for you you said that like um, learning uh, abdomen and uh, physics together is really hard how is that experience for you is it do you think it's easy or do you think it's um, manageable or is it really hard I think for me, it's manageable. And I think time management skills are the like number one thing that is beneficial while you're in ultrasound school. Um, abdomen and physics are just very different. Like the classes, it's like abdomen, you're learning all this pathology, then physics, you're learning all this formula and stuff. So I do kind of like how it's that balance. So it's like you're studying for one and it's not like you're but then at the same time it's like you're covering so much information so it is hard I have classes Monday Wednesday Friday from 8 to 12 50 like back to back and then um, we have physics tutoring from 12 to 1 Tuesday and Thursday and then we have open lab pretty much the rest of the time so I'm pretty much there at school for about eight hours every day I can see why you would want to like not work at the same time. Yeah, no, I was telling my manager, I was like, it's basically like a full-time job. I'm there for eight hours every day. She goes, yeah, I totally understand. They were very understanding. They totally understood. So that was really nice. But yeah, it's very overwhelming. But I, like I said, time management, I think is the number one thing. And also taking care of yourself too. And that like mental health, I've learned is very important. So 
That's so good. Yes, that's a great advice for um, all the students, prospective students who are listening for to this episode. Thank you, Grace, for giving that tip. Um, so um, how did you, because I, I'm sure Giselle too got questions about prospective students asking um, if they need uh, clinical hours for their programs, because some programs do require clinical hours some or patient care hours. Uh, some programs don't. Um, how do you think your uh, patient care hours, you were a patient care tech, how did that uh, benefit you in your program right now? And how did you think it would benefit you as a sonographer when you're done yeah, with the program? That, that's a good question. So when I applied, they had all this stuff due by February 1st of the year that you applied. And one of the things was like, you give them this sheet and they would mark off points. So if you had a job, you got points. But if you had a job in the medical field, like anywhere in healthcare, you basically get, I guess, bonus points. It was like a point system. So they would kind of add it up and be like, okay, this person is working in the medical field already. They have experience and like they know how to treat patients and stuff so that really did help me be like point wise even um I don't think that has everything to do with it but they kind of use that point system just to keep everything in line and see it might be the deciding factor between two students so but I really think we're working as a patient care tech like just helped me so much because I really hadn't had much patient interaction prior I like didn't really I've worked in fast food I've worked in like grocery stores nothing related and being able to work even as a patient care tech just really got my foot in the door and got me used to the way hospitals run and kind of used to that fast pace so it just really helped overall to kind of get my foot in the door like I said earlier for people who are interested in becoming a patient care tech how would you tell them to kind of go about that process yeah so in my state it might be different and by state to state you'd have to look at my specific hospital that I worked at you didn't have to have your CNA you could just apply and then they would do on the job training for one to two weeks and basically tell you everything and like show you everything you need to know Um, I already had my CNA Like by the time I worked there for three months, I had my CNA because I had to get it through school as one of my prereqs. That was actually one of my prereqs I had to do was getting my CNA. So uh, getting your CNA is like another way you can do it. Otherwise, some hospitals hire and then do on-the-job training. It just kind of depends. Most of them require um, high school diplomas. Then you'll do like a drug screening and all that, like normal stuff for a job. But yeah, all I needed was the high school diploma. And like normal like references and stuff. That's pretty much it. And then they did all on job training and they did a really good job of training me. So good. that's a really good foot in the door position, mm-hmm. I think. And I actually was kind of shocked too. Obviously, a lot of people know I didn't do any research for my program. I just kind of like went into it. <laughs> but I saw that other schools required you to have your CNA. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, I didn't like, at first I was like why do we have to have our CNA for ultrasound Mm -hmm. and like while I was in the class I was kind of thinking the same thing but now that I've gotten the actual program I'm like okay this makes sense because it's you need to know how to treat patients and autonomy and 
all the things that go into patient care and how like just those basic things is really helpful to know as a stenographer because if you need to help a patient to the bathroom and the nurses are busy like I could do that as a stenographer like that's something I would want to do to help them out so it makes sense now but in the moment I was like this doesn't really make sense but I definitely do not regret getting my CNA so that's so great what has been like the best part about your program oh goodness (laughs) and the worst not the worst the challenges I want to say the best has been the relationships I made with my classmates and my mentors so we have second years who mentor the first years and we get assigned one and my mentor is absolutely amazing she helped me through the whole first semester I got to scan her all the time I asked her about like oh what's this test going to be like and what is this quiz like and how does this professor teach so that's really really nice to have someone to go to and I can't wait to be a mentor for the first years when I'm a second year so I'm excited for that so I really like that aspect and then also just the bonds I've made with all of my classmates I've gotten really really close to them because we're with each other every single day so I really just like the bond that you create and I'm also pretty close with my professors as well so most challenging (laughs) um I want to say like just time management I mean I feel like I'm like decent at it but at the same time like it's hard to find a place to study study take break and then study again and like find that balance it sort of takes a while to get into that habit and ever since the second semester started I'm kind of out of that balance because of Christmas break but just trying to find that balance and I go to the library all the time because that's the only place I can focus so uh, I have one literally a 10 no like five minute walk from my house so it's really nice um but I would say the hardest is probably just trying to manage all the classes, all the lectures, all the lab assignments. Um, So be organized because if you aren't organized, you're going to miss assignments. You're going to miss certain things that you have to turn in and then you get a zero. So, I mean, I see your notes and stuff. They look amazing and you look really (laughs) organized and everything that you've, all the tips like in the discord, you give a lot of study tips and it's it's really Mm -hmm. helpful to other people. Yeah, I've been trying to like, just spread the word about that because I think the way you study and the way you take notes is so important to how you absorb the information if you're frantically writing a bunch of stuff during lecture you're not going to remember what the professor said so what I like to do is I have an iPad and I download the powerpoints so all I have to do is annotate if there's something important that the professor said that's not on the slide I can add it and something I don't understand, maybe you write it down to explain it better. But it's not like I'm frantically writing down to like all the stuff. So that's one of my biggest tips. And I know iPads are expensive. They're not everyone can afford them, but there's other ways you can annotate PowerPoints too. And then just finding the groove with your study pattern. I've this semester I tried doing a study outline and then the next test I did a like fill in the blank just to see which one I was going to do better with. And I did better with the outline. So now following, I'm going to start doing the outline more, which is more of just outlining the PowerPoints and then printing it out. And then I annotate it. Yeah. (laughs) 
I kind of have a confusing study routine, but it works for me and that's the way I'm successful. So those are amazing study tips. I mean, like, thank you so much for giving all those tips. I actually do the PowerPoint ones myself. Yes. And I love it when my professors are like, this is going to be in the exam. This is going to be in your registry. Yep. I love those moments because you actually know like what you need to learn and what you need to uh, memorize. And mm-hmm. with the study tips that you've told us, Grace, um, obviously for anyone who is listening, um, take those tips into consideration, try it out. And of course, do what works for you because we're, we all learn differently and we're all different styles of mm-hmm. uh, learning. So uh, thank you so much, Grace, for all your tips and all your yes. advices. Besides time management, do you have any other advice for like prospective students who are in South Dakota, maybe wanting to apply to your program and, or like how to be successful in your program? Mostly just getting through it day by day. I tend to overwhelm myself by writing everything I need to do for the week or something. And I'm like, no, just take it day by day. What do I have to do today? What do I need to study for today? What's due tomorrow? And just kind of taking it day by day. And it also helps clear my head more too, because I can't worry about what I have to do all week. Otherwise I'm just going to be too worried and then I can't focus. So just trying to make like, little to-do list helps me a lot and then also for people in South Dakota I mean it's hard but it's worth it and the program is amazing they're accredited for a reason the professors are amazing so it's just a very good program in general and I love it and I have no regrets so yeah just try your hardest and persevere through the hard stuff and you'll get there I'm definitely very proud of you I do remember Back in the day when you were just trying to get into the program. Yep. And look at you now. And I try to remind you that all the time because I know it's a struggle, but just remember where you were before and like where you are now and where you're going. Yes. And even (laughs) the Discord is a good place for motivation. I used it the other day. I was like, hey guys, got any motivation? Because I'm really not feeling it today. And Giselle and a few other people chimed in and it really helped me just hearing it from someone else helps a little bit and knowing how far you've come like thinking back to when I had prereqs that felt like a lifetime ago (laughs) but it was literally only a year ago so it's just crazy that I've gotten that far in a year so it doesn't I am proud of that and I try to be proud of myself although I hold myself to pretty high standards so Sometimes I don't give myself that chance, but it is good to praise yourself and be confident. So that's amazing. Well, I'm so happy for you. Um, we definitely want to keep an eye on you and your journey and everything like that. And to just kind of catch up on you in the future, probably when you graduate, even when are you supposed to graduate? Uh July, late July of 2023. So my last two semesters are just pure clinicals in 2023 and then after that I will sit for my boards and graduate so that's so exciting (laughs) I know we can't wait to uh hear your news uh passing your SBI and um so Grace has mentioned taking it day by day uh which we can relate back to 
our uh, mental health uh, episode, episode 13. If you haven't checked it out, you can certainly check it out where we talk about how um, stressed we were and how we overcame that and how we overcame being overwhelmed. And thank you so much, Grace, for your time, for being on mm-hmm. here and share your experience. Definitely is very different from what I've known. Mm-hmm. And um, South Dakota seems like a very great place. I'm not saying this sarcastic. I'm just saying like, it is a great place. I would like to go to South Dakota. <laughs> Maybe we can go visit her. How many times come visit me? I can show yeah. you around. There's not a lot, but... <laughs> Yeah, we'll definitely come out there and visit you. I think that's on one of my uh, places to visit. Especially we because we all go on a big tour. Just go around the mm-hmm. U.S. Literally every single state in the U.S. That would <laughs> be, be fun. so fun. <laughs> Imagine, bring it on the road. How long would that take? I don't know. That would a take, while. <laughs> yeah, that would take a minute. I would so do it with you guys, though. Oh, my gosh. It would be so fun. I think like for um, clinicals, I want to go to either, like, Mayo, I really am interested mm-hmm. in, and then Las Vegas, I've considered, but they haven't had sites there for a few years. So, but I'm definitely like not the type that's going to be like, I want to stay here. I want to probably go out of state. So, wait, hold on. So, your clinical sites are out of state? Most of them, yes. Um, they actually have a sign of thing. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. It's intriguing. A lot of people are like, Are you kidding? I'm like, No. So they have a sign of thing like during our interview and before the program starts saying that we are willing to move pretty much anywhere in the U.S. because there's no clinic, there's not very many clinical sites here in South Dakota. So a lot of the second years they have, um, there's two people in Arkansas, there's some at Mayo in Rochester, there's some people have gone to Alaska, which is really cool. <laughs> um Vegas before it's really just all over the place and that's kind of what I liked about the program because I do kind of want to explore the world so if I do clinicals out of the state then it's kind of something I'll get to enjoy too while I'm in clinicals so they do them all over because there's not very many there's only three or four slots here in South Dakota so love that for you guys I mean at least they're giving you that opportunity and Mm -hmm. it's not just limited because that that's like one of the hardest parts in ultrasound is getting the clinical site and is exactly why my program doesn't accept that many people because they don't have enough clinical sites. Imagine if you could go out of out of the city, then perhaps like for you guys, that's that's really good. I think that we should talk to someone about that because that's a good idea. Yeah, I, it <laughs> makes a lot of sense, especially for South Dakota, since we don't have very many clinical sites allows them to accept more students and then Mm -hmm. have more placements for clinicals. And right now we have 16 students. Um, We did start with 20 and now we're at 16. And my professor was saying, yep, we're going to find 16 clinical sites like it's happened before. And the biggest class they've had is 17. So they found 17 different clinical sites all over. So it's pretty impressive. So that means we're going to have to actually catch up with you when you go to clinicals so we can see where you're at. Yeah, I (laughs) should I should find out November, December of this year. So, mm, okay, looking forward to it. I know. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of our episode. Thank you so much, Grace, for telling us everything about your program, your experience. It was lovely to hear about your unique uh, 
patient care experience. Uh, that's definitely an option for all of the students. If you're listening, um, checking it out. And as always, Jessau and I are here for you. We're on Instagram. Jessau is at LL Jessau. I'm at DMS Diaries. And the Discord group that Grace and Jessau have mentioned many, many times, you can reach out to Giselle to be a part of that amazing community. I am also on it as well. And Giselle has a YouTube where you can watch this. And are you at 8,000 yet? We just reached 8,000 subscribers. Yay! <laughs> I was like, I need to be check. I know. I can't believe it. So stay tuned for the giveaway because there's going to be a giveaway. Hopefully Grace wins it because she's going to need it. Oh, <laughs> you'll see what it is. Oh. Yeah, it'll be something for for you guys. Um, I can't wait for you guys to to see what it is. I partnered with somebody to get you guys something fun that'll help you guys out. So I'm stay excited. tuned. We'll definitely enter. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I'm definitely excited for you. Can't wait to see both of you guys graduate soon. And uh, until the next episode, we'll we'll talk on Instagram and the Discord. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Grace. Yes, yes thank, thank you, you for having me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>